peace of Christ be with you. Let's turn and greet one another. We welcome you to Laguna Presbyterian Church on this Father's Day, and especially if you're visiting with us, we are so glad that you are here. On each one of the pews near the center aisle, there's a friendship pad. It's a black folder, and we'd love to have you take it and fill it out and let us know that you're here with us and pass it down the row so other people can fill it out too. The announcements of the life of the church are in our connections. You can see that there is going to be a service celebrating the life of Ricky Ballou this coming Saturday at 3 in the afternoon, and right here. Um, Also, next Sunday is Jerry's last Sunday before he retires, and so we hope that you will be here. We also have some festivities planned for after each one of the services, and you can read about that. Uh, If you are thinking about giving a love gift as part of that, and you haven't done it yet, today's the deadline to do that. And you can read about how you should fill out a check in order to make that happen. Our Vacation Bible School is asking for some donations for things uh, that they will use. They have some cards like this that you can pick up from a cart that I understand is in Tankersley Hall this morning. And they're asking you to donate a few things so that that keeps their price down a little bit in order to have those things donated. Um, Also, they are asking for people to be teachers for Vacation Bible Schools or helpers. So if that's something that you can do, they would really appreciate it. Uh, Our Tumaini sponsorship is, again, asking you to sponsor some children who are in the Tumaini home in Kenya. On Father's Day, what a great thing to do is to sponsor a child who is living in an orphanage. We have a women's Bible study that is beginning this Wednesday that Judy Bell leads. It is about the magnificent obsession, a book by Anne Graham Lotz, and if you have not yet signed up for that, there's a sign-up out on the patio. And also I see that the flowers today are in honor of an anniversary, Tom and Kathleen Faye's 30th anniversary, so we congratulate them. (laughs) They're not here, they're probably celebrating. Let's turn our hearts to the Lord. Let's pray together. God of grace and goodness, you have given us minds to know you, hearts to love you, and voices to sing your praises. Fill us with your Holy Spirit this morning that we may celebrate your glory and worship you in spirit and in truth. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Join me in the responsive call to worship. I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. One One generation generation shall shall laud your works works to another another, and and shall declare declare your mighty acts. Your kingdom kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. kingdom and your Your dominion dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord is faithful in all his words and gracious in all his deeds. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord and all flesh will bless his holy name forever and ever. So let us stand and praise him together. This is my father's world. Sing church. This is my father's world. And to
God unchanging, mysterious and yet unknown. Sing church, eternal God, unchanging, mysterious and unknown. Your boundless love. So our Father, and you know our names. You see each tear that falls. And you hear us when we call. Let's sing that song together, church. I have a maker. Hears me when I call. 
Psalmist call us to confession. Psalm 103. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always accuse, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. As a father father has has compassion compassion for his children, children, so the Lord has compassion for those who fear him. For he knows how we were made. He remembers that we are dust. Let us pray. O God, Father that you are, you know what is right for us, but too often We only want our way or no way instead of your way. Have mercy upon us when we turn from you. Forgive us when we do not realize your fatherly love and direction for us. Have mercy upon us indeed and teach us anew how to follow you, Father, that you are. We pray this. Through your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Here are the words of the Apostle Paul connected with the psalm. For by grace we have been saved through faith, and this is not our own doing, it is the gift of God, not the result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are what he has made us, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, So strong is his love toward us, and as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our sins from us in Christ Jesus. We are forgiven. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. Amen. Amen. I would invite the members of the Lang family to come up for the baptism of Jaden Laurel granddaughter of uh, Cheryl and Rick Ling. Uh, Jaden lives in um, Hawaii, and uh, we welcome her and her parents, Chris and, and Jin, and uh, this family, we've done weddings, we've done baptisms, and um, we are delighted, Jaden, to have you with us here this morning in our congregation for this baptism. I told her this morning, since uh, she's eight years old, that uh, I was baptized when I was 10 and I always remember that very special day and so grateful that uh, your grandfather and grandmother can stand here with you today and your parents are here and uncle and aunt and cousins uh, we celebrate with you hear the word of our Lord Jesus Christ Jesus said all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me 
Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always to the end of the age. Obeying the word of our Lord Jesus Christ and sure of his presence with us, we baptize those whom he has called to be his own. He created us in his own image, placed us in families with moms and dads and grandparents. And um, what a blessing for you today, uh, Jaden, to stand here with your grandmother and grandfather who have modeled for us in many ways what it means to be disciples of Jesus Christ. We're grateful for all the Lang family, and I wish I had a nickel for every picture that Grandfather Rick has taken of the life of our congregation. Thank you. Jaden, I ask you then, do you confess that Jesus Christ is your Savior and Lord? Do you intend to be his disciple, to obey his word, and to show his love? Our Lord Jesus Christ has ordered us to teach those who are baptized. You, the people of the church, promise to tell this disciple the good news of the gospel, to help her know all that Christ commands, and by your fellowship to strengthen her ties with the household of God. And you answer on behalf of the whole church. If you do, will you please say, we do. Let us pray. Lord, um, thank you for your providence at work in our lives in ways that we do not see clearly, perhaps until years later, as we look back and remember that we were baptized into you and that your Holy Spirit has been at work in our lives, leading us to adult maturity and faith. And so we pray that it will be in Jaden's life. Thank you for her, for her mom and dad for her grandparents, for uncles and aunts and cousins, for all of us together who are members of the family of Christ. As we baptize with water, baptize us with Holy Spirit so that what we say may be your word and what we do may be your work. In the name of Christ our Lord, amen. Jaden Laurel Lang, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for the faith of this young disciple of yours, for the family in which she has grown up. Thank you for her confession of faith. May it grow and deepen, and may your blessing be upon her throughout all her days as you guide her and fill her up with faith, hope, and love. Bless this whole family, we ask, in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. See what love the Father has for us, that we should be called the children of God. And so we are. Jaden, this is your baptismal certificate that I have signed, and here is a Bible for you to read and nurture your life with, okay? God bless you. At the 10 a.m. service today, we will be promoting our fifth graders as they make their way into sixth grade in our caravan ministry. We will also be celebrating our 12th graders as they graduate from Laguna Beach High School this coming Thursday. It's going to be a wonderful service a little later. I'm looking very forward to it. One of our high schoolers who's graduating is Garrett Tyler, and I've asked him to speak this morning at both services and share what Laguna Presbyterian Church has meant for him in his journey. Garrett. Hi, I'm Garrett Tyler. I have finally reached the end of my high school career and I could not be more excited. I would like to take a few minutes to share my journey with you. You may have not known it, but you have been with me all along. I truly believe it has taken me a village to get this far. My parents decided to make Laguna Beach our home when I was very young. This is where you come in. Laguna Press has been in my life since preschool. I remember sitting in class reciting Bible verses and learning to color. I look back and realize that this was such a simple time in my life and I wish that I could be back there now. As time progressed, it was time for me to start attending Top of the World Elementary. My parents made sure that I stayed engaged in church and made a regular appearance. I remember going to Vacation Bible School in Club H2O. I had so much fun. We would play on the beach, surf, eat lunch, and share God's Word. 
Then came middle school. I don't have to tell you how hard middle school can be. It is a time with a lot of change. Changing classrooms, big homework assignments, six new teachers, and six different personalities. I sought to understand how I would fit into this new world and maybe how I could participate. I continued going to Laguna Press and started caravans on Monday nights. Caravans was a place where junior hires would gather and make friends, many of whom are my closest friends now. <clears throat> Leaders like Spencer Hughes, Barrett Thornton, Laura Yale, and many more opened their hearts to teach God's word and help me apply it to the real world where we existed. They took the time to listen and support with the backing of God's word. Summertime in middle school was spent at church outings like K-1 Speed and Angel Games. The next big thing in my life would be high school. I was intimidated to think I would be going to high school. Their schedule was bigger, the classes were bigger, and the expectations were bigger. But I always knew that Jesus Christ would be present as always. Present in the form of supportive parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles, close friends, and especially my Laguna Press family. High school meant it was time to move on to Logos, the next step in faith and support. Over the next four years as a high schooler, I would grow more than I could have ever imagined. I had no idea that I would be in the middle of some of the toughest times of my life. I've always been told that you learn the most when you are on your knees before the Lord. There were days when I felt like I was on my knees for many reasons. A lot of things changed for me. My family, sports, grades, friends, and sometimes these changes were really tough. In all of this, God was my constant. Laguna Press, Pastor Steve, Abby, and all of the leaders were praying for me to, to get answers from God. I am so thankful for Logos and Forest Home Summer Camp. I found peace and rest in my soul. I want to share about the opportunities to serve God outside of Laguna Beach. Laguna Press organized several mission trips over the years, and I was very fortunate to have participated. I went to Molokai four years in a row on a mission trip where we worked alongside the people there to help them in any way and to pray with the locals. I went to Portland, Oregon to serve the homeless and work at a women's shelter, and also Seattle, Seattle, Washington, to help serve the homeless and support the local community. I always thought that I was going to help all these people, but as in a lot of mission trips, it was God who wanted to work on me. I came back each time a little more humbled and a little more secure about my place in the world. Over the years, I poured a lot of time and energy into making sure I stayed engaged. Pastor Steve challenged me to be a leader for caravans and a leader for Club H2O. I gladly accepted the challenge and entered into it with an attitude of God first and how I could pay back what was given to me. Being a leader for caravans has been one of the most rewarding things I've experienced. You have been with me all along. I am thankful for my village. We are not perfect, but Christ does not use perfect people. God loves me, and I love the Lord. I'm moving on in my next chapter in life. In August, I will, be, I will begin my college career at Boise State University. I have, chosen, I have chosen to study criminal justice with the intent to become a peace officer. I do not take this journey lightly. I want to be all that Christ wants me to be. 1 Corinthians 13. I want to be loving and kind and patient and forgiving. I would ask that you, my village, pray for me and all of us who are opening the next chapter of life for us to have these virtues. Amen.
to encourage you to turn in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians as we continue our study of 2 Corinthians. I'm going to start with chapter 4, verse 16, and read through chapter 5, verse 10. You'll hear God's word to us. So we do not lose heart. Even though our outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed day by day. For this slight momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all measure. Because we look not at what can be seen, but what cannot be seen. For what can be seen is temporary, but what cannot be seen is eternal. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this tent we groan, longing to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling, if indeed, when we have taken it off, we will not be found naked. For while we are still in this tent, we groan under our burden, because we wish not to be unclothed, but to be further clothed so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. So we are always confident, even though we know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, we do have confidence And we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please Him. For all of us must appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each may receive recompense for what has been done in the body, whether good or evil. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your word giving us faith and hope and love, empowering us to live each and every day for you. So may your Holy Spirit fill this place, open our eyes, our hearts, and our souls to your word, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Sunday afternoon, we had a wonderful baccalaureate service here in our sanctuary for the graduating seniors of Laguna Beach High School. Halfway through the service, as I was sharing a message, I looked over at my youngest son, who will be graduating this coming Thursday. I can't believe it's come. Wow. (laughs) Now, I had one of those moments when you're speaking before a large crowd on a certain topic, but your mind starts thinking about something completely different at the same time. You ever experienced that? As I looked over at him, he was sitting right about there. As I looked over at him, sitting with his friends, I thought to myself, where did all the time go? (laughs) And Wednesday night at his baseball banquet over here at the Tankersley Hall, as he stood up front with all the seniors on his high school baseball team, that same thought repeated again in my mind, where did all the time go? Becoming more aware of how God is working on me, urging me to take the time to look back on things with thanksgiving, I knew he was using these thoughts and generating these reflections to take me someplace deeper. Thursday morning, as I was walking down Pearl Street, there was the morning school bus picking up several kindergartners. I thought it felt just like yesterday. I was holding my boy's hands as we waited for that bus. And then the fruition of this was playing itself out when I thought about holding my oldest son in my arms and my hands when he was just a few minutes old. And I remember this. My wife remembers it. When I turned to my wife, feeling a parental love that I had never experienced before, while at the same time completely feeling out of my league... And overwhelmed, I turned to Jennifer and I said, how are we going to do this? (laughs) 
So Thursday, as I continued on my walk, with all of these thoughts going through my mind, especially that phrase from 22 years ago, how are we going to do this? As I continued on that walk, I started lifting up thanks before God. I thought about all the people, especially those dads who were older than me, as those I looked up to over all these years. You may not have known it, a lot of dads here in this sanctuary, but I was watching you. I was watching you parent. I was listening to your great stories and your tough stories. I listened to your lessons learned, and I often asked you for advice, and you may not have even known it. I think we can tell everyone now, Jerry, but how many hours did I sit in your office talking to you about parenting? Always smile, one day at a time, Steve. I gave thanks for this church. For, for my family, this church has been an anchor, encouraging, supporting, supporting us through all the challenges, sorrows, and joys along the way. I don't know how my family, how we would have made it without this community of faith. And then I thank God for my family. I have some wonderful in-laws, incredible, and my brother. And then, of course, I thank God for my wife, Jennifer, who has put up with me over all these years, 28 years anniversary yesterday. Her faith, I don't know if you know Jen, but her faith is a lot stronger than mine. And her love and commitment to us being a strong family, we always say in our kitchen, my kids know this term, team sweet. We are team sweet. But ultimately, I knew where this was all leading. It was leading to Jesus. The one who provided the hope, which led to the God-given confidence to take on that first day, and then the next, and then the next. As Paul said here at the beginning of our passage, we are being renewed day by day. And then I thought, that's where all the time went. Isn't that true with whatever we face in life as followers of Jesus Christ. That we are a people who rely on the hope that only Jesus can provide to take on each day, then the next day, and then the next day. Whether it's taking on high school or college or a career or a relationship, your marriage, parenting, whether it's a financial issue or a health issue, family life ups and downs through thick and thin joys and sorrows, I think we can confess as a community of faith that it's only by the God-given confidence arising from our hope in Jesus given to us by God. I once heard a professor talk about the word hope. He said hope and confidence are often interchangeable words in the Bible. He went on to say, this may come as a shock to some of you, for our use of the word hope in the English language can sometimes be quite opposite from the Bible. For we often use the word hope in the English when we are uncertain about something. Think about it. When someone asks you a question like, do you think the angels will go to the World Series this year? Or, do you think your favorite candidate will win the election? Or do you think it's going to rain much this winter? What do we say? We say, well, I hope so. Now, do you sense the uncertainty in how we say that? But not so the Bible. When the word hope is used, it's speaking of something with certainty, with full assurance, something you can bank your faith on something you can bank your life upon. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we cannot see. Psalm 71.5, For you have been my hope, O sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth. The Bible's telling us that hope leads to confidence. Confidence leads to us being enabled to live out our faith in God and to take one day at a time as we walk with Jesus. Which leads us to a very important question. What is our hope? 
What is the hope which can give us this God-given confidence to empower us to take on one day at a time? And Paul places it right before us in this passage. He's telling us we are a creation of God. Our bodies and our souls, they have been created by God. And Paul doesn't speak to this only in the past tense, as though God created us and He's finished with us and He moves on to bigger and better things. Paul is saying that our creation, as God's children, it is ongoing. He has created us. He is sustaining us right now. Every breath you take, that breath you're just about to take, God is the one who provided that breath for you to sustain you. He's still working on you. While at the same time, Paul is saying, preparing us for eternity. One day, these tents we now live in is renewed. When I walk by that bus stop several years ago, I could run by that bus stop. I can't run anymore because it is darn knee. But God one day is going to renew these bodies. And Paul uses words like house and building. These are solid, strong, and everlasting structures that God is preparing for us. He is preparing for our eternal future even while I speak and preach right now. Paul is saying this can only mean, as he's alluding to, That we have a God who loves us. We have a God who cares about us. We have a God who enjoys to do us good. What kind of a God creates a being with the ability to know Him, to love Him, to serve Him, and enjoy Him? A God who takes pleasure in knowing us in loving us, in serving us, and yes, in enjoying us. Which is only made possible through the reconciling work of His Son, Jesus Christ, in His death and resurrection. The one who has bridged that gap between us and God because of our sin, He has bridged the gap with His cross to bring us home to God and to know this love and this goodness in God's fullness and to one day, one day, to bring us home. This is the crescendo of Paul's hope that led to this profound confidence. He believes. He has the assurance that he and we will one day see Jesus face to face. That is the goal of our salvation. We will be perfectly renewed We'll know the fullness of eternity. There will be endless joy in the presence of our God. And this is the key. This is the certainty that brings about the confidence to live in the now. Paul wants us to live in the now. To take one day at a time living for God. We live by faith and not by sight, he says. Last September... My oldest son, Nathan, he broke his jaw. Broke his jaw right down here in the middle. Never forget that day. Had to take him to the doctor, to a surgeon, and they had to wire it shut. And the doctor said it would be for about six weeks. Can you picture not being able to open your mouth for six weeks? We would need to blend everything that he would consume. Every day I kept reminding him that one day those wires are going to come off. One day you're going to be able to open your mouth again. He couldn't wait to do that, just to open his mouth again, to eat again, to chew and to really taste food. And we'd sit there sometimes and I'd remind him of his favorite foods to look forward to. Oh, he could just see it. He would close his eyes one day, one day. And I was so impressed. I am so impressed by that boy, how positive he was. Even while blending some of the most disgusting food you could think of, my wife would have to leave the kitchen when we would blend pizza. And he goes, Dad, get me a four-by-four In-N-Out French fries chocolate shake. We put that in the blend. Jennifer would just leave the room. I can't handle this. 
It was the Adolfo's enchiladas that put me over the edge. I walked out of that. God, how do you do it? And then we went back to the doctor six weeks later. And he sat in that chair, and the doctor came and looked at the x-rays, and he said, Nathan, I don't know how to tell you this. Two more weeks. Oh, man. Most people would get in the car and yell, but he couldn't yell. (laughs) But I'll tell you, he took on those two weeks, and what got him through was the reality, the certainty of his future, that one day, one day, Tim Keller said, human beings are absolutely shaped by their vision of the future. Listen to that one more time. Human beings are absolutely shaped by the vision of their future. And by keeping this certainty, this hope, that we will see Jesus face to face in the fullness of his glory as it enabled Paul and enables us to live for today and not just to live but to thrive in the day because we know what's coming. Now, what might be before you today? I have a feeling that something has come to your mind that's come today. Or maybe something that's coming this summer or something up ahead this fall. You see some challenge up ahead or something that is out of your league or overwhelming. But this morning, let the hope of Jesus, let the hope of Jesus come in. Let that hope of Jesus come in that gives you confidence of that one day, that one day. The writer of Hebrews says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of God the Father. And so we keep our eyes fixed on what cannot be seen, the glory of God in the face of Jesus. Church, this is our hope. It's what it's all about. Let's pray. Father, Thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you that one day we will see him face to face, the hope of our salvation. And in the meantime, may we keep our eyes fixed upon Jesus to take one day at a time, not just to live, but to thrive in knowing you and loving you, serving you, and enjoying you, that others would see our faith and want to know you, love you, serve you, and enjoy you to you. We give all the glory, and we ask this in Jesus' name, and everyone says, amen. Let us stand and affirm our faith with the words from Ephesians chapter 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, just as he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless before him in love. He destined us for adoption as his children through Jesus Christ, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace that he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace that he lavished on us. In Christ we have also obtained inheritance having been destined according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things according to his counsel and will. So that we, who were the first First to set our hope on Christ, might live for the praise of his glory. Amen. You may be seated. Father. 
So take me as you find me And all my fears and failures Fill my life again I give my life to follow Everything I believe in Now I God, our Father, on this day when we honor fathers, we give you thanks for them. We pray for fathers and grandfathers in every season of life, for patience and wisdom day by day. We pray for fathers and everyone in the world who needs hope today, for those whose relationships with a child are a struggle for those who struggle to feed and support themselves and their families, for those who find themselves caught up in forces of hostility and violence. As we come to the end of the school year, we pray for the children of the world and for our children and youth as they face new situations, as they make crucial decisions, as some move away to school and new jobs, as they come to love you and to walk in your ways. Hear the names of children and other graduates for whom we pray as we speak their names aloud before you. And we pray for the General Assembly of our PCUSA as they gather this week in St. Louis. We ask for wisdom and for guidance in all that they say and do and decide. And as we bring you these gifts, we ask that you will use them and that you will use us for your purposes in this world, even as we pray for the day when your kingdom comes in its fullness, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace, that you may overflow with hope by the power of his Holy Spirit as we take one day at a time into the hope of Christ. God bless you this week. Amen.